Welcome back to the uh, not Give Me Some Truth studios and not on the corner of Glenway and Road, but rather my living room uh, where I'm just recording an introduction to uh, an interview we did before the uh, sort of coronavirus hit and uh, everyone went on quarantine and the match scheduled between the Chicago Red Stars and the University of Wisconsin uh, women's soccer team was scheduled to be uh, take place on, on March 25th. It's now canceled, of course, as most sporting events are. Uh, but we did want to share this interview with Maggie Zubek because uh, one of the things that we found uh, so important about what Chicago Local 134 is doing is they're you know really trying to build a community around the team, uh, much like we are at Forward Madison. And in the, the times of, of crisis that we see ourselves in, uh, they have been doing lots of great work uh, in in the community, and uh, you can you can check out them on their hashtag uh, MKOT Chicago Local One Thirty Four uh, hashtag MKOT. By the way, my kind of town, which is the Chicago Red Stars uh, marketing slogan. Uh, but Dan and I interviewed Maggie a couple of weeks ago, and we're excited to sort of put together this content and share. Uh, hopefully, it gives you something to while away the the time if you're uh, self-quarantined, if you're, you know, uh, just uh, practicing social distancing as well. This should be uh, good and and interesting, we hope. And uh, we look forward to welcoming the Chicago Red Stars back to Bree Stevens' uh, field in in the future. Uh, I started watching soccer at Bree Stevens' field long ago in the the 1980s. And at that time, uh, the University of Wisconsin women's team was a, a powerhouse. They ended up making a national title game in there as well um and so hopefully as well when we when they get back uh, we had hoped to get some coaches from the university of wisconsin uh women's team involved as well but obviously plans have changed so without any further ado let's get to the interview really excited to have maggie zubak who's with chicago local 134 uh before we get into some of the uh, more in-depth questions about your upcoming match uh that you guys are that Forward Madison is hosting on your behalf between the Chicago Red Stars and the University of Wisconsin. Tell us a little bit more about Chicago Local 134, what your goals are, how many folks you have involved, and so on. Yeah, so um, Chicago Local 134 actually predates the NWSL. Um, It it was in existence during the WPS, which is the previous Women's Professional League um, in the United States. Um, Although the leadership and membership of the organization is totally different. So when the WPS folded, there were a couple years in between. And um, that group kind of uh, moved on. Um, started doing different things. And then when the NWSL started, I started going to Red Stars games as a volunteer for the team, um, which was a really great experience. But then I thought it would be more fun to go to the games and um, have fun. But I didn't have any like friends locally who were that interested in going to the games. So I um, looked into hooking up with the supporters group and the person who was running it at the time, or at least keeping the social media accounts alive, um, answered my Facebook message and said, Hey, we're not really doing this anymore, but if you want to start the group again, go for it. (laughs) And I had like very little awareness of what soccer supporting was. Um, and I found out pretty quickly, (laughs) I got sort of a crash course, um, from some of the previous members and set a meeting up and a couple people came and 
the rest is kind of history. Um, so we've been supporting the Red Stars and the NWSL since 2014. Um, and that first year, we clock our membership at probably around six people um, informally. The rest what a dedicated six people, right? Small but dedicated group. We were... Um, you know, we stood in these little, these little stands, um, that are, the pictures are pretty funny now to look back on, but, um, six or seven years later, uh, I just looked at our membership numbers. We're at about 170, um, which is pretty great. Um, we're actually at exactly 170. <laughs> we can keep a pretty close eye on that. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so we've grown a lot over the years. Um, obviously, we do everything the supporters groups do. We, we um, build TIFO, we chant, we drum, um, we tailgate. Um, and we also do a lot of community engagement. Um, I think my perspective on supporting, especially because I'm coming at it from someone who didn't have a lot of history in, in the sport and didn't have a lot of knowledge of, of what soccer sporting was the parts of it that are really interesting to me are community building. Um, and I think we've built a really beautiful community. What, what sort of community building type stuff do you guys do? Yeah. So actually, um, just recently our, our most recent and probably maybe our crowning achievement as a group, um, was a sellout concert for Yuki Nagasato, who's a, um, Red Stars player, uh, a Japanese player who uh, plays for the Red Stars. She is a drummer in a band, and uh, we have known that for a while. Have kind of watched their progress, and um, as soon as as soon as we uh, heard that they might be ready for a show, we <laughs> reached out uh, and like through a hilarious series of events with um, connections in the soccer community um we were able to book a venue for free and um and sell out the show which was really cool so that was friday night um and just like the um the energy in the room was really amazing because the um the people at the show were mostly local 134 members but not all local 134 members and i think last year was a really big season for the red stars brought a lot of new people into the fold and um you really see people forming social bonds um and getting to know each other in the off season and hopefully that'll carry through to next year but the concert was really like a great just place to celebrate that um yeah and then i think as far as um like our perspective on community building, I always say like the first, the first thing you have to do is make sure everyone's safe. Um, and so that sort of is what guides our um, political or civic minded philosophy. Um, a lot, you know, we have a, a large number of queer members, um, trans members. We, we want to make sure that no matter who you are, what you look like, that you're welcome in our space and that you're safe in our space. So that kind of guides our politics. And then um, the second tenant of Local 134 is to have fun. So you have to be safe before you have fun. Um, but we don't want to take ourselves too seriously. And we are for people to have fun together and, and hopefully build community that way. Well, and, uh, oh, sorry. Uh, we saw that, uh, you guys, uh, named, uh, Yuki, uh, the Nagasoto, the, the, uh, supporters player of the year at that, at that big concert, which yeah. has been kind of fun. 
It was great. Yeah. She, um, we, we had, uh, voted at the end of last season and she was a landslide candidate. We, you know, we had some other good, good contenders, but, um, but Yuki really embodies the spirit of the club. Um, she is someone who's really joyful. She, um, has really embraced Chicago. Like she's, she came here, moved here for the team and, uh, lives, you know, in a, in a neighborhood in Chicago and has embraced being a Chicagoan, which it's hard to do as a player, uh, especially when you're not here full time or, um, when, you know, you're always, on the verge of being uprooted. Um, but she really has committed to, to getting to know, to know the city. And, um, we really have appreciated that as a community. Meg, you mentioned, um, that last year was a big year for you and, and the supporters and kind of new momentum. I think, you know, obviously ever with the 2019 world cup and kind of, um, a lot of attention being paid to the women's game. Um, how do you like, how do you keep building on them that momentum as we, as we move forward? And I, you know, I, I noticed that I think it was every team in the league um, grew their attendance last year. And so how do you keep that going forward? And what, do, what have you done as a sports group to do that? Yeah. Uh, so w- women's soccer um, in particular is in the United States is very cyclical because of the influence of the national team. So, um, this is now my second cycle of international tournaments as a supporter of the league. So, um, we saw the same thing in, in 2015, 2016, not so much 2016, cause we don't do so well in the Olympics, <laughs> but, um, but definitely the last world cup, you know, we, you saw that bump. You, I mean, we were playing in a much smaller stadium, so you couldn't quite see the scale of what we had this time. But, you know, you see a lot of big bursts of attention after a World, World Cup, and that's really exciting. People get really um, amped up about it. And then, you know, the season ends and you kind of just hope that things are going to continue. Um, so um, I think what what we gained last year with, with some of the big games that we had, so we had one um, sellout game that was a return from the from the world cup for our national team players that, um, we set record attendance numbers for the red stars. Um, and then we had another huge game with the semifinal, um, which was the first semifinal that the red stars have won in the NWSL. So those two games, we created an atmosphere that you hadn't really seen before for Mm -hmm. the red stars, um, and gave hopefully a lot of people an experience that, um, that is sort of new in women's soccer, especially in league play, um, you know, really passionate fans, fans who are, um, not just fans, but supporters and really, um, invested in the success of their club. And I think you saw that really viscerally at a couple of those games and hopefully those people who experienced that will come back. Um, and, uh, I think you see the, the exponential growth and consistent growth in, engaged supporters just even in in the sort of microcosm of the supporters group and um our hope is that's sort of a a reflection of what's happening happening for the team in general and what do you think are some of the challenges that the league faces i know you know in in our situation here being you know third division you know we're kind of battling against you know um you know teams well, we have a huge challenge with teams that are reserved teams for the, for an MLS club. We have issues with kind of stadiums that aren't maybe the best for, for, for playing soccer. And what are some of the challenges you think facing your league? Yeah. Um, 
Let's see. I, I think that, I think we're definitely, some of the challenge we, challenges we had been facing, we're kind of um, seeing a lot of good signs for next year. Just actually today, the NWSL named a commissioner, which they haven't had for three years. So there's going to be someone at the helm of the ship. Which is, <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's right? a good um, yeah, Amanda Duffy has sort of been an interim leadership figure, but um, but this, this is really like a, a real step in the direction of building something that will last. So that's really exciting. Um, but I mean, every team has unique challenges. I think, um, you know, this year, the Washington spirit are playing in three different stadiums, uh, it, which is a, a sort of a step up. Um, they're playing some of their games in a like bigger, better, fields, but, um, but then they're going to have to somehow market three different places to a already pretty saturated sports market. So, um, and I, I mean, I think in Chicago saturation is our, is one of our huge problems. Like Chicago is a great sports town. Um, we, you know, people love to get behind Chicago sports teams, especially successful Chicago sports teams like the red stars, which are kind of few and far between in the city right now. <laughs> um, but there's a lot of people who are already investing a lot of time and energy into yeah. other teams. So, um, so why would they come out to Bridgeview? Um, which is, you know, the stadium is south of the city. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's technically possible to get there by public transit, but not right. easy to get there. So, you know, there are definitely a lot of things that, that are, that make it difficult. Um, but I think as someone who's followed this league for a long time, I think it's easy to get frustrated, but it's, it's important to remember that the league is like seven years old and, um, still really, uh, the expectation of it operating at the scale that even you see, um, you know, something like the MLS, which is, it's 25 years old, (laughs) you know, like it's, it's, um, it still has its own challenges and, and has had so much, so many more resources and so many more years to get there. So, um, so I think in general, especially looking back at previous women's soccer leagues in the United States, like I think the NWSL is really healthy and has a lot of things that would suggest it's going to survive, which I guess that's like women's soccer supporters talk about survival. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, we do. And I think it's the same thing for, for lower league men's soccer. I mean, I think we we're under no illusions that because things are successful here, things are successful in Omaha, that things are going to keep, you know, Lansing being a perfect example of a team that seemed to be doing actually okay. And full, you know, folded up after one year. So um, Yeah. It's, it's a challenging environment to operate in. So yeah. uh, just to talk a little bit more about the match itself, um, you know, I could put on my, uh, like, Simpsons Ariaga voice to, you know, uh, Morgan Bryan, Alyssa Neher. Uh, uh, I'm trying to think of some of the other, you know, big names. Julie Ertz. Julie Ertz and uh, uh, Keely Ojai, who, you know, has a, uh, now has a Madison uh, connection, yeah. uh, you know. Uh, I think he prefers to be referred to as uh, Mr. Keely Ojai, uh, generally. Who are some of the other players that we should be on the lookout? Um, ticket sales, I think we mentioned uh, just before we jumped on air, have been moving briskly, but who are some of the other folks? And who's a new arrival that you might be a little bit excited about? Oh, yeah. Well, um, 
Clea Ohai is a that she's a huge gift. That's a that's a great one to mention. Um, it's going to be really exciting to watch her play for the Red Stars for the first time. Um, I think some of the some of the people to watch out for are actually um, Red Stars who are going to be returning to the team after injuries. Um, uh, Vasconcelos um, had a great start to the season last year, and and then had a an injury that ended her season. Um, so we're really hoping that she's been able to kind of pick up where she left off. Um, and then Alyssa Motts as well had a had a in, injury um, that ended her season last year, and she's a like Red Stars franchise player. Like she's been with the team forever, and hopefully will be forever. And um, <laughs> so it's going to be very exciting to have her back. And, and if um, I remember, Motts is kind of a an engine room in the midfield. Is that? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So we definitely felt the lack of her last year, and it will be comforting to have her back now one of the, the big losses speaking of losses is somebody that's not coming back how has the team adjusted to the loss of sam kerr i mean i mean i'm sure you're tired of answering this question <laughs> yeah. but we have to ask it it's i know i know it's but, awful i uh <laughs> it'll be really interesting to see how the team reacts to losing sam i mean it was a really amazing two years she's a like once in a lifetime player to have play for your club um i hope that she i hope that this isn't the end of her story with the red stars i, I have a like fantasy of her like <laughs> triumphantly returning um so you know i'll just your high school significant other i think that right 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 yeah um, it's, yeah, I'll just keep manifesting that, um, <laughs> as much as I can, but, uh, I, I have no idea how they're going to adjust on the field. I, my like soccer brain isn't good enough to figure that one out. Um, she scored a lot of goals last year. <laughs> so making up that gap is going to be, going to be tricky, but I think, um, I think they're going to have to just re configure how they do things like they're, you're not going to plug someone in, in that spot. Who's going to give you the results that Sam could give. So that's, um, it's going to be an interesting year to watch how they, the team will be a totally different team because of that, because we built our attack totally around, around her. And, um, and so I'm glad it looks like the team isn't trying to replace her. They're trying to build something different. Um, but then just sort of in general, Sam was a player who set the tone off the field, who brought such a, um, such a positive energy to the locker room, as I understand it, and to the club um, culturally. Um, and so we're really going to miss that. Um, but it's something that, you know, she didn't take with her when she left. I think, I think that's something that she's, she's going to leave as a legacy at, at the Red Stars. Yeah, she's one of those people like uh, I've asked people that have interacted with her and it's like, is she really that nice? And they're like, oh, yeah, she's totally that nice. She is. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. She's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> she is Australian, which is always, a, you know, yeah, that, like, that makes people, a, yeah, yeah, yeah. friendlier just generally. Yeah. yeah. Kind of like really outgoing Americans. <laughs> yeah. And, right. and nobody hates them because they don't have ter- terrible. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah, they do have terrible <laughs> geopolitics, but they're not as widely known as our terrible <laughs> geopolitics, probably. Uh, Dan, you had wanted, ironically enough, you wanted to ask about goalkeeping. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm just really impressed that you have four goalkeepers rostered. Uh, we have one, <laughs> um, and we keep rolling out trialists in all of our matches. So maybe, uh, you know, you, 
we'll get some tips when you're up here on how to sign four goalkeepers and have them on your roster before the season starts. Cause I think that is one of the areas that we're, yeah, we're, we're a little, nervous. little worried about <laughs> right into our season. It was uh, this, having the, the, it was a position of strength last year and now it seems yeah. to be uh, kind of a gaping, gaping. void. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> In the center of our existence. And not only do you have four, you have like the starting U.S. Uh, yeah. national team goalkeeper on your team. So that's, that's Yeah, no, I mean, I, we call ourselves proud citizens of Nayer Nation um, <laughs> here in Chicago. Uh, yeah, we love Liz Nayer. Uh, we are so privileged to have her on our, on our team. One of the reasons that we need backup goalies this year is... Um, She'll be gone for for a portion of the season um, with the national team at the Olympics, and um, so yeah, Emily Boyd um, has performed well for us in the past. Um, I so we'll, it'll be it'll be interesting uh, to see what happens, but um, but yeah, I if you want any tips on drafting or building a roster, definitely catch Rory on the way out of Madison, okay. uh, he can give you, he can give you some tips. Um, and what are you, so what are your drafting. expectations for the game up here? What are you, what are you hoping to achieve or just have a good time? And, um, what are you looking forward to? Yeah. So actually I was talking about this with someone today and, um, they were saying, you know, it's good that you guys are going up there because not only does the team need some preseason practice, but the supporters do as well. Like the first game every year, we are typically a little rusty on our chance, um, so we're happy to kind of get that out of our system, <laughs> um, up in Madison. Um, and we'll, we'll try and take it a little easy on the, where, you know, we don't want to, we want the university of Wisconsin players to walk away, uh, having had a good experience. <laughs> so we'll, we'll keep it friendly. We usually do anyway, but well, um, I, mean, I don't, I can't speak for Keith, but neither of us are UW alums and, uh, I have a stronger allegiance to Peter Wilt than I would to UW Madison. So I think we'll probably be standing <laughs> well, with you all. And yeah. uh, so you're going to need to send us or your chants and everything on your website. If people they want. are. Yeah. We have a, a chant list and then a few of them are recorded. If you, if you want to take a listen. Cool. And, and what's the website? Uh, Chicago local net, And then a, you can uh, navigate to chance. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, one of the things we should mention as well, uh, are, do you, have you, you don't have to reveal any state secrets, but are this year's jerseys going to be as awesome as last year's? Uh, obviously, I don't have any state secrets. <laughs> um, Arnhem would never leak anything. <laughs> um, These are knowing but, laughs. <laughs> but um, I think they might be. Uh, that we're going to keep the same away, our home kit, and yeah. so we're having new away kits. Um, and I think we're doing as well. I think we yeah. have the same home kit and then new, th- uh, yeah, away or just yeah. our alternate. Yeah. Maybe we have a, yeah, we're, yeah. we're keeping the main kit, but then getting another nut. Another yeah. Nut. Um, I mean, but, if it yeah. ain't broke, I, yeah. I mean, I think no, I don't, I don't both think of our teams can boast pretty, pretty confidently about our, our Jersey. Design. I think we squared off in one of those yeah. kit competitions, right? Were they yeah. finalists? I don't know who won that. We, we won the Sirius XM one. I can't remember. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, uh, that's fine. We're too polite to reveal that. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah. You you're, <laughs> more, you're more Midwestern than I am. Cause I would have floated. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I, I've heard some rumors about, about the kit design. I think, I think I can say, well, I don't know. I don't want to say anything wrong, okay. but I've heard some rumors and they are going to be cool. Chicago ones are going to love them. 
Great. Uh, anything non-soccer related that you uh, want to know about Madison before your trip up here? Oh, I've never, I've never been to Madison. Ooh, oh, um, where should we, where should we eat and drink? Oh boy. That might be another podcast. Yeah. Well, okay. <laughs> what about, how about, um, what if we're, if we're having like a, so we just, um, this year confirmed a local beer sponsor here in Chicago revolution brewing is Chicago right. local One Thirty Four's beer sponsor. Right. Is there a Madison beer that we should swap? Uh, so I would, so they, the, they are, uh, we are not an official podcast of the club, so I don't feel like I have to pump the official beers of the club either. Mm-hmm. Um, but working draft brewing company, which is in walking distance of Bree Stevens has been, they are a sponsor of the flock or yeah. they're, um, and probably one of our best kind of local, breweries you can't get their beer anywhere other than at their brewery or on tap around madison great food they're big soccer guys um they you know the one owner is always walking around in a different soccer kit um and they've been great supporters they're also big supporters of the um our local professional uh ultimate frisbee team which um draws very very well as well so i would i would that would be my vote would be working draft brewing company i mean i will go with the official club beer i like one barrel yeah one barrel gentry is also a soccer guy and uh that's a great spot uh before after the game as well rabinia courtyard yeah uh, we'll have a lot of the local drafts it's right across Bree stevens from us um that's a great spot to to hit up Uh, so Thanks for your time, Maggie. We're going to wrap up there. We don't want to take too much of your time. We really appreciate uh, that. We're looking forward to seeing you when you get up here. And uh, I think Dan said off air that your first working draft brewery product would be on him. Uh, that's, cool. that's our standing offer to all yeah. and you can actually take us up on it. Usually we just, you know, yeah. <laughs> we're three States away and, and we offer to buy him a beer. So. And it, it'll be a, it'll be a, uh, it'll be an early celebration beer for for hopefully the red stars beating the North Carolina courage. I played for Paul Riley growing up and oh, I don't really? like, and I don't like him. Um, yeah. so I would be very, I'm always very, very happy when Paul Riley's teams lose. So, uh, cool. I'll Me be following too. that yeah. result for sure. <laughs> awesome. Well, great. We'll bring up a, we'll bring up some revolution to, uh, to trade. Awesome. That sounds great. Thanks for your time. And, and thanks a lot. Awesome. Thanks so much. I want to thank Maggie Zubek for her time on that interview. Also want to thank, uh, though he's not here, the, uh, Dan Fallon for participating in that interview. Dan, as always, is the uh, penny to my inspector gadget. So thanks again, Dan. And until next time, we say forwards, not backwards, upwards, not forwards, and always twirling, twirling, twirling towards freedom. Wouldn't I have to be engaged? And she said I was answering questions. I did not recall any of it. That's impressive. I was sober, too. It was in the morning. I mean, well. I mean, I I just think residual drug use is taking its (laughs) toll on me, Dad.